Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bell Star. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. a bomb hit for Candace kids because I already smoked one. I'm going to have a present for you. I love presents. Um, so, for the bestie, it is July the 15th. Dude, and we are halfway Christmas. That's right. Where are the bells? I don't even have the bells out. Don't worry. I'll get them. Um, in the meantime, we have a special show today. There's the bells. We have a guest, so tune in find out the guest. Here we go. Are you tuned in? Are you ready? Are you fired up? Can you get Here it? Go. Are you ready? Are you listening? Oh, shit. Uh, it's got her bells out. Bell has got her bells out. Well, you, know, you, know, you know what that means. We should have the 12 days of Christmas and invite Ellen on to give all our uh, our uh, <laughs> listeners some serious weed gifts. Well, why couldn't we do it, Belle? Why can't we give out the weed gifts? You, you get have... a joint. You get a joint. Okay, you get okay. a joint. Everybody talking, gets a joint. I was talking like, you know, you get the Ferrari. 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 Just for the sake of fun. Is it, you meant Oprah's favorite thing. Or is it Ellen? Oh, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen does, does 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, Ellen does 12 Days and then of Christmas, I don't, right. I don't, did, did, Oprah does My Favorite Thing. Did she? Uh-huh. And then she gave all those. And then you look under your seat oh, and you, you pull out like a, a bag of pound of weed. Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, and you get a pound of weed. And you get a pound of weed. Some get, people get two pounds of weed. I, need I was in the special seat. Yeah. 
Oh, I want to go sit in special. I want to sit in special. Well, welcome back to Weekday Wednesday. We're super excited. Cannabis Kid is here. I've been sending um, Bell Star some. You actually have been posting some really funny memes on your Facebook. Yes, I have. And I have really appreciated them. Not that I know how to get to them now, but. You just go back to your. Um, I suck at You just go back to your. <laughs> Your uh, page, okay. you can see them there. Oh, there you go. You message me. So there we go. That's how I get there. Yeah, that's how you get there. You just oh, go back okay. to your actual page. Oh, okay. And you'll and see I'll all see your history of all. There you are. Oh, You're right yeah. there. So oh, I found it. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Oh, look, there's me. So, look, this one. so this Chuck one, this was my good no. one. If you smoke weed, you get high. If you read books, you get educated. If you do both, you get highly educated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have seen the responses. Oh. oh, the responses I got from people on there. Was it good or bad? No, was it well no, 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 on this one. Cannabis is not bad. A government funding advertising campaign <laughs> made society think it was bad. Oh, so I want yeah. to hear. Was there some comments on there? That, yeah, there were a couple. Was it? Um, what did they say? I'll say that when you die from lung cancer. Nope. It's bad. A drug is a drug is a drug. What? I know. And this is just like, you know, and then you look below and you've got the righteous 12. I, I want to go back. I want to just go back. I, I, know. I know. I just want to I go know. back. Well, they um, obviously, this person hasn't read. Obviously, they're not smoking and reading at the no. same time. Obviously, they're, so they're not highly educated. That's okay. That's okay. So, you know, but that's what we're here for. Oh, cheers. I love you. Here we go. Love you. Silver sister. Love everyone you, Silver out sister. There. We miss Woo-hoo. you so much. Sending you so much love and healing energy right now. Yeah. So very much. So very much. So very much to the Zygmunts and Grand Island. Um, yep. Love you, love yep. you, love you. Love you, love you, love you. Um, and we have a guest on today. I'm really excited about that. Uh, we have the CEO of MarijuanaDoctors.com is coming on. Oh, today. incredible. In just a few minutes, That's right? Yep. Some good information. So hang in there. MarijuanaDoctors.com. Look it up. Check it out right now. That's your gift. It's a roll pack of, and look how it's a roll. I ran out of this. Yeah, I knew it. And I did too. I just ran out. So you pull it out. It looks like a firecracker. I love it. This is this would be a great prop. Like I could turn this inside out and use it for like, oh my God, it's dynamite. Everybody run. Yeah. And just hold it in my mouth for a while. Uh I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's raw. It's a hemp work. We're going to do a quick shout out. Love raw, good hemp Natural unbleached hemp and beeswax combined. So So you literally just pull it out as you need mm -hmm. it. Oh. It's so amazing. for you folks out there that are still using a lighter, yeah. um, go we to just wanted to talk center. about like inhaling naturally. Um, so you are lighting yeah. this wick, and then you're lighting whatever um, method of smoke you're using, yeah. whether it be your your water pipe. Your, but you, you have to dab with like some serious oh, equipment. Oh, for sure. Um, totally. Mm-hmm. I hate that word, um, dabbing. Dabbing. Like torches. The, the torch... It, for necessary purposes, is yeah. to heat up. Right, the element so you're you put your. you're not. You know, so you're heating the element, not. Right, the you're getting the element to a certain I know, just type, still, it's like. To temperature. Um, I actually purchased some. Some concentrate. Some concentrate, <laughs> um, and I actually purchased a uh, a device that actually hooks up to my. Uh, 
uh, water pipe or my bong. Oh, nice. And it really what it is is it's just another uh, glass piece mm-hmm. that is uh, that can withstand the heat of of a blowtorch. Of one thousand degrees. So you're able to you know keep that to temperature and then you're able to drop your concentrate in. Right. Um, I find it very difficult and I don't need that much medicine. Yeah. Um, I've used concentrates before and they really, uh, therefore those people who are having some severe, some severe, severe fear pain. Yes. And I realized that one day I was chatting with somebody at Dumbleweed Health Center. Come on down. Yes. Check it all out. Um, And I, I I had totally misunderstood uh, dabbing and concentrates and you know butter and it's now your do, opioids to I your Advil. Yeah, it's your narcotics. It's yeah. your uh, morphine. Like you know, if someone said I I need dabs. I need it's it's the morphine equivalent. I don't want to go on morphine, so I do a dab instead for mm-hmm. my stage four cancer. You know, it's like ah. Or my um, broken back or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My severe so, arthritis. I mean, the, the dementia. Dementia. I mean, these are pains Alzheimer's. that I wouldn't even know what to do. And when I've used DAP, um, you go to a different dimension for sure. Oh, um, it's you're very well. You, that's where there's you get a lot of high from that. <laughs> I was just gonna say it. you're very high. Very high. high. Yeah. So high. The first time I've done, I, I haven't done a lot of dabs, but I was at the High Times Canvas Cut. And um, because at Tumbleweed Health Center, we sell tons of gear, um, the Magic Flight people were there, and I got to introduce myself and say hello, and they're super, super, super nice. And they're like, oh, here's a dab. And it was like um, 72%, 65 72% THC, and I'd never done anything like that. And I hit the dab, and it was like lemon something. So I was like, oh, I'm in, lemon. Oh, because the terpenes are so Mm. prominent Mm. in um, their dabs. Um, It it is, if you are a um, cannabis consumer, I always say, try try it out. Smell it. Well, I don't know if concentrates have that smell you want. I'm used to smelling herbs. Concentrate, um, uh, they... Yeah, they I don't. Know. They don't have. They, they have a flavor, right? But your smell um, tends to be a, gone, and it really depends on the concentrate that you're using. Uh, I know some companies out there are adding the terpenes back in, mm-hmm. so you are getting a more flavorful uh, smell and taste and taste yeah. and sensation. Yeah. And terpenes are very medicinal. They're hugely Huge, medicinal. Hugely so medicinal. So limonene, they say the terpenes and limonene can help fight breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, help out with depression. With yes, the, definitely you know, help out I with depression. I think we've talked about this before. Me and uh, Bellstar definitely got on our terpene, uh, topping out the terpenes and talking about how yeah. they work. Um, I know we've had a couple guests on talk about how, why the reason going camping in the pines means Oh, the can pining. create so much oh, uh, de-stress because pining mm-hmm. uh, is a de-stressor. Well, and it's what they put in your 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 uh, furniture polish. Yeah. It pine or orange or lemon. Or lemon. It makes uh, you your happy. Your floor cleaner. It smells bright and fresh. Mm-hmm. You know that's why when you clean your house, 
you know, the commercials where yeah, they walk yeah, into like the, the lady subway. Cleaning, yeah. yeah. Or it's like gross, gross room. And right, but right. they've got those things shooting out the smell everywhere. Oh, Fabrice. And, and you sit on the that. couch, you're like in the middle of the subway with rats crawling around. Right. And you're and like, oh, know, this know. is fantastic. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't know about if they're using <laughs> real <laughs> no, no. terpenes. I, I think no, they're those manufactured are synthetic. Those yeah, are synthetic most terpenes. definitely synthetic. However, well... Some claim, like uh, Murphy's, claims to use real no, natural that's true. oil. I did, I did orange, know essential that. orange oil for cleaning. Um, so who knows? Anyway, but <clears throat> it is very important to know your terpenes. It's true. Check them out. So uh, myrcene, whatever you got, myrcene, pinene. We know the most popular ones, lemonine. Lemonine. Oh, there's so many. L- Lanaloo. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. is really good for sleep, which is in lavender. Which is Ooh, why uh, lavender why. works so well for mm-hmm. people. Um, it's in, you know, uh, bath, uh, bath, bath oil, soaps. bath mm-hmm. balm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. What else? Um, and then I know that there's a lot more therapeutic ones, like what stuff is in oregano and oh yeah, it's like an antiseptic. Pepper. Yeah. Pepper. Uh, yep. They're good. Curcumin. Can we make up pepperine? Um, Pepper, pepperine. Can we make, can we make one? Are we making up a new? Are we making up a new? Uh, uh, a new turkey? Pepperine. Pepperine. Um, but I'm sure our doctor today, um, our he's CEO of Marijuana. CEO. Doctor. Sorry. Sure well, we should we can but... call him Dr. Jason. He no, probably no, would Dr. appreciate that. <laughs> MarijuanaDoctors.com. Right. Dr. Yeah. Jason. There you go. Um, although he's got he's a like, new. Wait a minute now. I'm not that responsible. <laughs> he's like, uh oh, guys. He's got a new title. Calm down over there. <laughs> We can't. We love it. Well, why don't we just welcome him on and say hello, um, and welcome to uh, We Say Wednesday, Jason, CEO of MarijuanaDoctors.com. Welcome to the show. Morning, Jason. Are you yeah, with us? Just kidding. Uh oh. Are we hello, having? Hello. There he is. There you are. Okay. Are we having a delay? Are we having a delay? Uh, no, now I can hear you. Before I was hearing the show, now I was brought on, I believe. Okay. Well, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good. Great. Thank you for asking. Yeah, thanks for coming on air with us. We're going to pull you over here and turn you up so we can hear you a little bit better. I think there probably is slightly delayed. We apologize. We, we, we have a lot of technical issues with this uh, particular program, but... We'll try and make it happen <laughs> and not seem so spotty. So how um, so how are things going? It's a it's a crazy time right now um, with with COVID and all, and we, we're thankful to have you on air. That's the beauty of, of radio on a podcast. You can keep your six feet, you know, and uh, in social distance. You can social distance. So um, we hope you're doing well in all of this. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you got marijuanadoctors.com started. Okay, so MarijuanaDoctors.com started in about uh, 2009, and it's been operational since 2010, and it has about 500 doctors and 1,500 locations uh, throughout the country that um, serves a technological set of suites for physicians in order for them to recommend medical marijuana according to how their state allows that process to go, so it outlines the individual processes that the doctors have to follow, whether it's uh, 
CME accreditation or registering people to the Department of Health State, and it kind of streamlines that process on a state-by-state basis for both the patients and doctors. That's awesome. That's a, they have a lot of doctors on board there. That's really, really good to hear. That um, you know, when we started so long ago, there weren't weren't as many around that were willing to jump on board. It's so glad to hear you have so many locations and so many doctors involved. That's really awesome. Yeah, uh, we find it's kind of like a growing trend with every state that comes on. We usually get around 50 to 150 new doctors that want to apply to be part of like our personal program to sort of establish a digital footprint and the online marketing assets the physicians need to be found. Mm-hmm. And then do you, um, per state, do you recommend where to go for somebody based on like where they live or what condition? they might have you must know what each state's requirements are for um pertaining the medical medical cards most of the patient's first time visit to the website is actually um educational uh most of the first time um, views usually land on our conditions or state laws pages or the ailments where the individuals are reading about the ailment and then finding out if they would have a condition that would allow them into their particular state program and then the mm-hmm. algorithm and searches exist by um, time, price, proximity to location, um, and number of reviews are kind of like the full alternative ways that people look for a physician. And then, of course, I mean, under COVID, now most of the physicians used to streamline the services and do telemedicine. And almost every state in America has kind of made an exemption within the exception of certain states where they won't allow the first-time visit to enroll someone into a new Department of Health program. But for all the continues and and follow-ups and renewals, they basically allowed in almost every single state, including Florida, like month-by-month exemptions to allow for telehealth. That's good to hear because we know the the Arizona Department of Health Services won't allow it for the Arizona Medical Marijuana Program, which is really sad. Um, Yeah, so that's good to hear a lot of other states are accepting that. Most of the other states are kind of allowing it like typical pharmaceutical medications right now where, um, you know, we're given the advent to doing, um, you know, curbside pickup, online ordering, and delivery. So as a company, we're kind of able to streamline the process and, you know, have virtual help all along the way to allow you to not only get your card but then speak to a representative about the different product options in the state and Uh creating that retargeted advertising and marketing actually relinquishes the physician's liability from medical steering or pharmaceutical pushing. So they're not technically then advising of the different alternative options for where a patient can get medication, which correlates much more along the lines of like the HIPAA laws and the Stark laws that would prohibit them from doing it towards regular medicine, which allowed Mm -hmm. a lot more physicians to want to adopt this type of program because then they understood like what the protocols that they could and they could not speak of with the patient in order to allow them into a state program, but it still made sense to them medically where they could be covered by insurance and knew how to act during their, you know, portion of the examination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's really, really important too. Um, <clears throat> do you offer training for the doctors? That Do you have doctors that have no idea about cannabis that want to come aboard and want to get trained? Um, for some of them we do, and we host like weekly webinars for them as well. Um, 
in addition to like providing them with like consignment based CBD programs. So if they want to make additional monies into, you know, into their practice, we can get them, you know, anywhere from one to $5,000 worth of particular products for them on consignment and then either build them a digital store where they can build it as part of their telemedicine practice or, you know, what used to be more like a nutraceutical vitamin style sale where the physicians were selling, right. you know, triple tested CBD that they sort of had a little bit more of an understanding maybe than their patients that were using products at, uh, you know, from gas stations or farmer's markets. But they were really looking at it more in the consideration of, like, what are you doing with your other mixed drug interactions when they were looking at your medical records and seeing right. the other prescriptive narcotics you were on. And now taking that in conjunction with anything, including a type of vitamin, could be, you know, have mm-hmm. an alternative side effect. So that's really what our physicians were looking and studying when doing this. And in a lot of the states in the beginning of their programs, it's a lot of severe and terminal medical conditions that are the first ones that are allowed So. Um, processes and things put in place like that provide a, lot, a large level of comfort for allowing the physicians to do it. Yeah, well, and <clears throat> that's what we, the questions that we get the most are uh, what's interaction with what I'm taking now? Because most people come in to wanting to see a doctor to get off of what they're on um, and they want to know what kind of interactions you know, they're going to have with what they're taking and how to get off of them and things like that. Jason, what's your background in uh, cannabis? And you sound very educated in the whole, whole field. <laughs> we, we built it from a technological standpoint, understanding that there were certain laws that reside to medicine um, in particular that had almost nothing to do with, say, drug enforcement laws would apply to marijuana. So when examining the space um, from a medical standpoint and looking at things that happened in California, we realized that we could build an online infrastructure that was a lot truer to the realities of how medicine worked than technically the way the medical marijuana program started back in the early 2000s. And if you look at Colorado and California, um, there was a big problem in thinking that they could put doctors into dispensaries and having doctors on storefront locations on commercialized areas and places like Los Angeles when, you know, real medical laws exist prohibiting doctors from, you know, only being allowed to be in medically zoned building with allocation of parking spots, handicap ramps, and certain considerations that would allow a doctor to perform medicine. So Mm -hmm. within that understanding, we kind of built the business as an ancillary business that physicians could bring into a pre-existing practice rather than developing practices that were, you know, somewhat deemed as look as look towards like recommendation mills or prescription mills, um, no different than the pain management business that was extorting a problem. Wherein right. now the now the doctor was able to take in a patient and look at their medical records and treat them according to the condition and just understanding that in a, in consideration to the fact that they would have to make a recommendation for marijuana and not follow a prescription, um, they were still viewing that same patient's overall palliative health. Um, in addition to just giving them a card and telling them to go on their way and come back in a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, you know, what we don't like to hear, you know, just... No follow-up. Yeah. No it's, it's check-ins. Ta- yeah. And, you know, and there are some <clears throat> people that really don't <clears throat> don't want that. You know, they just really want to go be able to use it somewhere, wherever they are, and that's fine too. But um, I know that... When recreational, that's really the difference. That's the difference between recreational and medicine. There's, 
Right. Yes, exactly. Doctors don't really prescribe. A doctor wouldn't prescribe you Tylenol without without telling you to come back and visit him in 90 days, just on the principle mm-hmm. that Tylenol is a blood thinner. So in the event that you had a problem, you could bleed out if, God forbid, they didn't check to make sure that you stopped taking Tylenol after 90 days. Right. You might still right. have pain, but there's a different pain alternative to give you that the doctor wouldn't say you should be taking six pills of Tylenol every single day for over a 90-day period. So with the exception of a contact lens, there's almost no advice given by a doctor that there wouldn't be a minimum of a six-month follow-up. So to a lot of physicians, it doesn't make sense telling somebody that they could use a Schedule One narcotic and they would never have to come back to them to check in to see how they were doing. If the reason for giving them the scheduled narcotic to begin with was because of a a condition or an ailment that they were claiming that, you know, had real medical viability. There's still other alternatives that physicians can do to treat, maintain, and make better the ailment and condition that you had in conjunction to just medical marijuana. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and especially because most people, you know, in America are just, <clears throat> well, there are a lot of Americans are on a lot of prescriptions and doctors need to know, um, and they're learning more and more how those interact. And that's, that's literally our, I think that's our, probably one of our biggest questions from patients is, <clears throat> I'm on this, you know, I'm, on, I'm taking these, these things, what's going to happen when I take cannabis, you know? Um, yeah, so it's important that the doctors be educated and, and follow through and follow up with that for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about... Um, Oh, so with the, with COVID, uh, are you having your doctors, are they required to do anything specifically in handling um, other than telemedicine? Because we know not all, all states are doing telemedicine. So are your doctors uh, required to do anything in particular or anything special for COVID? I mean, most physicians are, you know, really in tune to the understanding of how to handle infectious disease. Um, mm-hmm. COVID is not that much different if you're looking at a doctor to, you know, someone walking in with pneumonia, the flu. Um, in terms of, I mean, you know, I think they're all keeping to the social distancing to one person coming into their office at the same time. They're trying to, you know, maintain most of their appointments on renewals and working for other doctors doing renewals so they have less office hours. Right. Um, but I think most physicians are sort of comfortable dealing with people with an, you know, with infectious disease and understand the precautions. I mean, they know not to touch their face <laughs> and sanitize a lot of their hands between appointments. So a lot of our physicians are just a lot more in tune on what it means to be safe um, <laughs> while dealing with uh, yeah. someone who may have a virus. So. Um, I don't think they're as worried as the typical business. I think they're still seeing the hit that people have fear that there's other sick people in a doctor's office, so they'd rather use telemedicine. Um, it's unfortunate that certain of the states have jurisdictions that don't just allow for telemedicine. So in the examples of places like Florida, um, every single month they just have to extend the telemedicine service, especially now as now they're really beginning Florida to have problems with uh, their COVID pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. But we've also seen where all the medical marijuana businesses in a place like Boston, you know, did extremely well because they didn't consider recreational marijuana an essential business. So, you know, medical marijuana, we found that there was, 
you know, a 4,000% increase in the number of patients that wanted to go out and get their medical card because medical marijuana was being delivered and being purchased online where the other stores were being shut down. So we had to make like a large pivot toward that aspect of the business too, to meet the customer demands as well. Right. And um, do you have, as far as that's concerned, are you um, affiliated with dispensaries that deliver? So um, are they having problems with banking and things of that nature when they're out there? Because, you know, it's scary to carry so much cash around, you know, I mean, that's just, as a digital agency, we have the fortunateness to, in California, be working with companies that have, you know, licenses and security protocols for doing things such as delivery. And in, you know, the states, I would mainly say east of the Mississippi, um, where it's mainly medical marijuana, um, the vertically integrated licenses have their own security protocols and delivery mechanisms. So we really get to stand in the middle as a lead gen mechanism. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, that responsibility doesn't necessarily fall on us. Um, okay. Uh, we can provide yeah, the information, the okay. driver's license, and the fact that the individuals do actually have a medical marijuana card. So there is like a double redundancy in terms of the checks and balances that the average individual who is not a registered card carrying person to the state couldn't just go on and accidentally order and receive a delivery. Right. But we don't handle the actual execution of the deliveries themselves. Right. Well, we were wondering about like Bitcoin and the BitChain technology or the out there. Yeah, electronic currency and stuff. Are you familiar with that? Do you use that, utilize that at all? Not not really at this time, only because it would make typical banking much harder. Mm hmm. And most of our positions are a little bit more old school that they don't really want to take cryptocurrencies. Ah, and so what's that then in relation to blockchain technology? Well, the blockchain technology we, uh, is a technology that we used for um, more, more of the um, online ordering in-store pickup and the delivery aspects, more like an Uber-style system of tracking necessarily that um, – it would integrate with an inventory management POS system. So you could have one variation of the truth. So if a sale was made at the cash register, it would be reflective online as possibly no longer being available. This way, someone didn't purchase something online for an in-store pickup or delivery that wasn't available because the two systems hadn't spoken to each other. But blockchain technology is not necessarily always, does it have to be associated to the cryptocurrency? You can create a cryptocurrency within your blockchain. Um, and we've thought of using that for incentives or, um, you know, point-based reductions of things of that nature. But, you know, we just didn't feel like having to take on the um, accounts receivable and the banking of the purchases um, through the technology. We like the technology because it was closed and HIPAA compliant and um, very streamlined. And it worked out really well for people who under COVID realized all of a sudden that they had to move to online ordering delivery and these things and they didn't have a well-built turnkey application. So we partnered mm-hmm. with uh, Connected Inc. to bring them their batch blockchain technology so we could offer it up for free so that stores could still do the delivery and you know we could still be the pace that provide the necessary resources to the patients and you know get the return value of the customer loyalty. 
There you go. That's wow. awesome. That is awesome. That's like futuristic. I learned a lot right now. I know. I'm like, wow, <laughs> wait a minute. Can we have, go to class again? <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I've seen lately a lot of articles about, you know, CBD is all the rage. And now we, and we know, we all know in this, that there are so many other cannabinoids, but they're talking about cannabis and COVID. Um, and you, your site is uh, pretty astonishing with all the different conditions you list. Or do you have a section for, um, you know, immune systems and maybe what to take for COVID-19 or anything like that? I, we, we've just seen so much in the news. I thought maybe you might grab some of that yourself. I mean, as soon as, like, Dr. Fauci or Dr. Oz, like, give us a real, you know, definition of what, you know, substances or vitamins an individual should take to build their immune system so that, you know, they would be less likely if they came into um, the COVID viruses atmosphere to be able to get the disease. We would write about that, but I know I've, I've read some of the same things I think you're talking about out of Canada that they thought that certain forms of CBD and other um, medical marijuanas might help build immunity, but uh, we haven't found any hardcore evidence that we felt that we would want to stand behind and publish online. Um, I believe that, you know, if you build your overall immunity, um, you probably don't get as sick and you're not as open to getting sick because your cells are alive and healthier, which medically would say that when you come in contact with a cold, you're less likely to come down with it or a severe version of it. Um, I just, don't know that, you know, mixing um, multivitamins with CBD is definitely an immune booster, so to say, that our company would stand behind it. And I only say that because we have, you know, a lot of physicians who, especially in the beginning of the program, are oncologists who would definitely question our ability to make medical statements like that. Um, and they would yeah. want to see that back to site fact with like, you know, a CME course yeah. that could actually show them and educate them that this was right. Um, something that they could attach and they could be insured by, uh, to the fact that if they repeated it as a medical advisor, um, especially mm -hmm. having read it from our website or understanding it in one of our webinars, that they were, you know, in the, in the medical right to um, have that opinion. So I don't think I, I, I could say that I know the answer sufficiently enough to want to represent it in front of, yeah. you know, doctors who would be more educated to have an opinion on that than I would. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and you have to be careful with what information you put out about cannabis because people will take it and run with it, whether it's right or wrong, um, and they won't do their research. And, you know, it's just, also, especially you got to be sensitive with cannabis. At the current time, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot, there's a big variation between what the FDA and the FTC thinks you're legally allowed to discuss even when talking about CBD and whether or not it has any medicinal values to it, um, especially if you're to have any form of e-commerce, which, you know, we were always lucky as a web, as a, as an informative website for doctors and patients, we don't actually have e-commerce, so we're not selling anything as we discuss the topics that people are discussing that CBD may or may not be um, helpful or is made of. Um, but a lot of the companies who are performing e-commerce and making a lot of those and having making those claims, not discussing the opportunities, have gotten in trouble for doing such. So that's something we try to steer clear of. Yeah. 
Yeah, and <laughs> they're making claims at Circle K, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I, any gas station you go into now is selling CBD, and I just it, it makes me want to say, hey, can I talk to somebody about the There's medications? Well, you know, I want to say, hey, who who here knows about CBD enough to know what interactions are going to be, you know, with what I'm on? Like, you know, it's it's difficult to watch these places pop up and sell stuff that well, oftentimes just doesn't even work anyway. They seem like shady places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shady medicine, shady places. Uh, and you've been in this 10 plus years now. What's the most astonishing thing you've seen in the business so far? Like just all the way around. The adoption of physicians, really, um, and and I think that that's probably a largest the, the a larger reflection on our healthcare system in general. As physicians were able to make less money and copays went you know down, they were we basically saw a lot more physicians wanting to flock to um, ancillary means of bringing in non-insurance related services into their practice so that they could help monetize it. Which you know, medical marijuana and CBD just lent itself great to you know, a new target set of people that could come in looking to find primary care physicians that, you know, were more suitable to the needs and the desires that, you know, they wanted to create like a palliative um, regimen around. Uh, the core of our customer is usually about 60% female, I would say, and from the age of 35 to 80. So yeah. we don't really target or market to a very young audience at all. Yeah, absolutely. I, I We've seen, you know, it's a, it's a huge turnaround of just people that accept it now even. Um, but still, I think doctors need some serious training uh, in, in the way of cannabis. But we're happy to see so many be open to accepting it and <clears throat> doing their own research, you know. It's like a whole chapter that was left out in med school. Yeah, exactly. Imagine that. <laughs> a whole book that was left out in med school. <laughs> and... And how are you feeling? Where are you? You're in California? New York at the moment. Oh, well, New York at the moment. All right. Um, what's going on with New York and medicine over there? They do have a medical I mean, program. Yes, yeah. Uh, New, York has a, New York has a medical program that's been, you know, streamlined to the, you know, advent that, you know, we're allowed now to do um, online telemedicine um, there's a myriad of different conditions and right down to chronic pain and PTSD that will now allow you into the marketplace. So it's, you know, um, it's expanded really, really well, as well as the fact that they've streamlined the services for online ordering and uh, curbside pickup and delivery. Um, they don't have delivery daily the, the way they do in places like California, but you can get a weekly and a monthly, um, you know, almost sort of like a subscription-based model. Um, not that it's a subscription model yet, but, you know, people are, it, they have it down to the fact that the different dispensaries are willing to do weekly deliveries. So they deliver to different regions at different times. And we found that as they're beginning to, uh, the larger MSOs are getting it together, that they're doing similar things in places like Florida and Philadelphia and all the other states that have delivery on the laws, on the book. Yeah. And delivery is important. More and more people are like we see the older edge uh, end of the clientele as well, who don't necessarily, especially now, they don't want to go out into the world, and they shouldn't because a lot of them have compromised immune systems. So delivery is really, really important. Um, and we've got well, quite a few. Also, dis- normal. 
it normalizes the pharmaceutical buying experience because then it becomes like nothing else. So the ease and mm-hmm. convenience of it with the legality allows you to compete against, you know, sort of to, in many cases, like a black market, which may in places like New York City be more convenient than having to go online, get a medical card, even going online and ordering a particular delivery. It's still almost not as concierge. So the more they can streamline and normalize it, the more that it can become adopted by people. So there's less of a need for a black market. Well, absolutely. And I still think like with, with Arizona's recreational program coming up, I still think that there will be a, quite a few people that stay in the medical program so that they can meet with their doctors um, every year or however often they want to um, and feel, you know, comfortable asking questions about the medications they're on. Um, there are versus tax incentives. What's that? Medical marijuana is taxed much less than um, oh, recreational yeah. marijuana. Sure so is. even if you Absolutely. look at places like Colorado, it's still about 50-50 in medical to recreational sales because the individual states people realize they're saving about 30 to 40% on their medical marijuana by having a, I think it was a red card. Now it's called the purple card for the Colorado division. But, you know, a lot of the, oh. in California, it remains the same thing. Under medical cards, you can grow a certain amount of plants. Uh, so each right. medical law has a lot more of the original leniencies that came with the first part of the program. So people like to stay on it and, you know, there is the greater mentality that if, especially if viewing marijuana as an essential business, which medical marijuana did get viewed as, um, mm-hmm. if you think about, you know, looking at either party in a couple of the bills in Congress and how they were looking to change the scheduling, especially how do you deem something essential and medical, but then claim that there's no medical viability to it. But a change of that scheduling would then begin to allow for insurances to take place for the reimbursement of such a product, which it becomes an interesting dichotomy and argument because the, you know, the, the principle on uh, Ameri- the American healthcare system is that we don't tax medication. Um, right. So. Well, I think most people are going to realize that it's, it's wise and it behooves them and benefits them to have a medical card, even though recreation quote recreational, because for Arizona, it's, I, I'm really not happy with the, initiative that they've come up with. Um, <clears throat> so I think a lot of people are still going to stay medical. They're safer in it. You know, there's less taxes. They get more medicine. They get whatever kind of medicine they want. There are more benefits to them. Um, and, you know, they'll still be able to grow if they want because that's under the recreational side. Um, so, yeah, it's, you, yeah, I think the marijuana doctor. Our biggest problem is actually up, our, our biggest problem is actually constantly having to update the different state laws on the different pages of the website because they change so quickly. Oh, I'm sure. I you would yeah, I'm sure you have a whole team just dedicated to that because they do all the time, especially with. Um, I don't know if you well, you probably don't need to keep up with the hemp hemp stuff too, but um, yeah, they do change quite often, uh, especially when recreation is going to come up for vote. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. For sure, uh, but I I think marijuana doctors are going to stick on board um, from now until forever uh, because it's just more and more going to become a medicine that people don't second guess at. It's going to be one of their first choices, you mm-hmm. know. For I think prevention and everything. For yeah, for prevention and longevity, happiness, health, um, and uh, overall homeostasis yeah, in the first, body. You know, we're first, 
we're first understanding, you know, when people talk about medical marijuana and they think it's been here for so long, if, you know, when, when the beginning of your guys' conversation, when you were talking about the different cannabinoids and terpenes, well, if you truly were to break down with the top 10 scientists in all of the world and their understandings about cannabinoids, you would begin to realize how little they actually do understand about marijuana as it applies to a medicine. So we actually mm-hmm. think that there's like years or almost a gen- generation's worth of people who are going to be able now to understand how this thing's defined as a medicine and, you know, how it works internally with the human beings endocannabinoid system introducing cannabinoids to it, which is something that, you know, is, is actually very new to medicine. It's about only a 15-year-old concept from Robert Mashulam. So now that there's a world of doing the research, we should be able to find out. And that's kind of what we find is most exciting is being to update those clinical trials and offer the synopsises and the peer-reviewed studies of what they think this information is coming because there is no past data set of records for them to reference to understand. Well, and it's an exciting time because, you know, we are just at the beginning of um, diving in. We're going to learn more and more. And, you know, people want to people want to know, like, if I have arthritis, what do I take? Not just go look for, you know, granddaddy purple. Um, the, you know, they're going to want to know the parts of cannabis that <clears> – <throat> actually affect the parts of the body that are, you know, causing them trouble. And I think more and more we're going to have those studies and they're going to come out. And it's, I, I think it's just going to be awesome. Your website's going to get bigger. <laughs> Thank you. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, um, let's see. If anybody wants to check out marijuanadoctors.com, it's a plethora of information. If you scroll down the conditions list, that's awesome. There And Everybody has something here, you know, by the time they're, well, you know, anyone can suffer from PTSD. That that can start from birth on. So, you know, um, kids can get Alzheimer's, uh, well, no, arthritis and things like that. But there's, if you have a condition and it's not on here, I'd be surprised. This is a really great extensive list. Um, and cannabis, you know, is, I, I, feel funny sometimes talking to people because I'm like, yeah, I can help this. I can help that. It's great. And I, I feel like one of those snake oil. Really fantastic. Yeah. So is there anything you want to tell your listeners and all our new listeners out there about marijuanadoctors.com? Get them involved. you got a Facebook page or tell Social them where to media. go. Social media. No, they could just go directly to the website and find the closest physician to them if they'd like to get in their medical marijuana uh, market. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, because you, if you check the website out, there's everything, conditions, states, dispensaries, weed 101 uh, resources about. You can find a doctor where you are across this country, um, and you can shop. There's things. There's some CBD products, I think. Uh, you can blog, chat with other people. And, like, right at the top, I love how easy this is. Just put your zip code in, and you can find um, a doctor. And there it is. Boom. Done. Boom. Yeah. So super simple, super easy. Um, thank you for continuing to fight the fight for this beautiful plant. We know it's not easy. We've been doing it for a long time, too. Um, but it's awesome. Are you a, are you a cannabis thank chicken? Thank you so much for having me. I just have to ask that. We forgot that question. <laughs> Do you use cannabis for yourself? 
No, I don't. I, I no, I don't smoke anything. I have asthma. Well, no, I mean, I mean edibles or anything like that. You're not a. You're just a supporter. No, I've lived in New York, so I you know lived here way before it was legal, and um, just never wanted to. Well, there you go. Well, thank you very much for coming on air. We really appreciate it, and we hope you stay safe out there. And Sabrina, thanks for hooking us up. <laughs> thank you guys thank so much. You. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank, thank you. you so much. CEO Jason of MarijuanaDoctors.com, everybody. Thank you so much for thank coming you, on air. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, plethora of information. Um, check it out. Uh, it's got a map. You can click any state that you're on, and you can click any condition. I mean, that list is I know. very. It's unbelievable. It just keeps going yeah. and going and going and going. But that's that's how much um Go to cannabis. acid. Can you go to acid reflux just because it's the first oh, one sure. there? Sure, first I one. Just... Acid reflux. Let's let's see what it says. Medical marijuana and acid reflux. Um, let's turn this down for a second because that's just being annoying. Um, let's see. It says medical marijuana as an alternative treatment for acid reflux. Marijuana has been found to help significantly with gastrointestinal system disorders such mm-hmm. as nausea, poor appetite, acid reflux, and can be better than many other treatments. Good health starts in your gut. In pharmacological terms, medical weed acts more like a dietary supplement or mm-hmm. a food um, than a drug in how your body absorbs it and uses it. Cannabinoids found in marijuana are similar, uh, similar to chemical compounds produced by the human endocannabinoid system, ECS. Hi, Dr. Regina. Hi, Dr. Uh, Regina. Your ECS regulates various body functions, including your gastrointestinal tract, your GI. It also allows you to experience the effects of marijuana. When you ingest medical pot, the plant's cannabinoids attach to your ECS cannabinoid receptors, activating them to produce various effects. For instance, your ECS can initiate the feeling of pleasure or hunger. Uh, this is part of the reason why some people use weed um, <clears throat> experience an increased appetite. And we have some people that are um, wasting syndrome and cachexia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be nice to know exactly which strain produced that feeling of mm-hmm. hunger so that right. we could just say, uh, hey, go to the dispensary. You know, and a lot of AIDS patients. This. You yeah, lose your, cancer. Yeah, cancer. Cancer patients. Where you're just on an overall amount of medication. <sighs> yeah. And the medication. Gut. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just messes uh, your guts up. Uh, you know what? I, you know, anyway, how we are experiencing this virus. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just like, uh, you know, HIV is a virus. immune system is huge. I mean, it backs off a lot of things. It's it's your fight, man. That's it. It's your your armor battle. If you don't have that shield, your immune system, and you're in a whole which is why and older people, their immune systems aren't as strong Mm -hmm. um, for one reason or the other, and it's hard for them to fight things off. Mm -hmm. So once they get sick, they get pneumonia or God forbid the COVID. Right. Um, it's very difficult for them because their immune system isn't strong enough. Right. So. Well, you know, even just thinking about how our country is um, oh. and how we eat. Oh. You know what we put into our systems. I mean, yeah. no, we have this conversation on a regular basis on mm. what we eat, 
and yeah. you know how you eat. Yeah. You know, and and we're not talking about oh you had you know uh, junk food the other day or yeah. a fast food joint. We're yeah. talking about continuously over time. That is your habit, and that's what you do. It's not oh I had a thing of fries yesterday at the Golden yeah. Arches. No, it's you like know, every day. I it's that you have the fries every day at the Golden Arches. Yeah. And that's almost all you eat. Or I like the Golden Arches. Yeah. Ooh, you know, um, but just anywhere. I mean, no, the I food that yeah. is produced in this country yeah. is uh, it's cheap. Yeah. It's uh, it's not the best. plentiful. You know, it doesn't have its vitamins and nutrients that uh, that you think we have. They didn't get it at Wacom Happy no. Farms. And I mean, no, we're even talking about even if you are eating fruits and vegetables, yeah. our fruits and vegetables are nothing of what they compared like you know what sixty years, years ago. Yeah. You know, get it by organic. By organic, that's a better choice. That's a better choice.